0: Tom flock it's 2020 and 2019 has officially
1: been left in the laundromat it's been an incredible year and we want to celebrate with the best of 2019 episodes
0: we've put together our favorite moments and memories from this past year so listen and enjoy while we celebrate 12 months of joe hawking ourselves
2: So
1: what we do every single week, our huge listenership picks a phrase that me and Joe have to say on national television for the week. got to get your money's worth. Yeah, that's something you can't measure with an abacus. This is a solid team win and you can't measure that with an abacus. Do you want in on the catchphrase, the Tomahawk catchphrase game? Oh my god, yes, yes. That's pretty crazy. So his talent, it can't be measured by an abacus. I no. no mean, I'm That's, just saying. Let
0: me tell you, Colleen, the loser of
1: this game is getting left in the laundromat. No risk it, no biscuit. I'm going more. Uh,
0: as the age old saying goes, no risk it, no biscuit. Oh. I'm going Minneapolis Miracle in reverse. Redskins 29, Vikings 24.
1: Papa don't play that. So I got the 49ers getting the easy W not play. He doesn't. Yeah.
0: Papa don't play that, mini me. Uh, <laughs> you see, the Carolina Panthers rely way too much on Christian McCaffrey. Papa don't play that, mini me.
1: You think he's going to lose that game? Papa don't play that. 30 to 27 in a shootout. I am no cucumber scientist, but it sure seems these two teams are in a pickle. Cynthia, we will start with you. What are you looking for in this matchup?
0: You know, Colleen, I'm no cucumber scientist, but uh, the loser of tonight's game is in a pickle because this is a loser leave town game right here. Whoever loses this game (laughs) is not gonna be doing well in that division race.
1: All right. Speaking of NBA, CJ, what we're going to do is we're going to switch it up here. We didn't have this plan, but you're on here. It's like it only it only makes sense. We're going to do a draft. The Tomahawk Show is known for our drafts. We haven't done one in like ten years. It feels like so. This is a good time to do a draft. What we're going to be drafting is NBA players for a football team. So it's going to be three rounds. It's all three of us. We're the captains. We get to pick three NBA players for a football team, regardless of position. We're going best available. And we're gonna let the fans vote who has the best squad. Um, we all get three players. We all get three players. I don't know who's gonna vote. All who's right, gonna right. pick first? I feel like now Joe. Look at the
3: rosters.
1: Yeah, I feel like Joe should pick first. The NBA player he wants is a football player because in all of our careers, he clearly has the most losses. So naturally, he would get the that first overall pick. I would probably yeah. get two, uh, and then CJ, who is not much as much of a loser as either of us. He can he can pick <laughs> third overall in the first round. <laughs> I'm all right, not
3: my fair share of losing. I just want to throw that out there. Okay, I'm my fair share.
1: <laughs> yes. All right, we'll, well, we'll, we'll
3: take
0: that. What what are the rules? Can you draft a player that's not currently in the NBA but was in the NBA, or do these all have to be current NBA players?
1: Are you trying to draft Charlie Ward first overall? Just wondering. Okay. Just ask one, him the question because I'm one of your strategy. Yes, they have to be current <laughs> NBA players. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Tee us up, John. John the producer is going to be our Roger Goodell slash David Stern slash who's the current NBA commissioner Silver Adam Silver Adam Silver Silver. okay skinny guy
3: sorry
4: with the first pick in the first round of the Tomahawk football basketball draft (laughs) (laughs) Joe Thomas is on the clock
0: John clearly did not prep for this uh, segment because that was the worst Tomahawk draft intro in the history (laughs) of the Tomahawk draft. So without any further ado, I'm going to say this is the easiest first pick of all time. This is even easier than Baker Mayfield first pick and the Miles Garrett first pick and even going back to when Peyton Manning was available number one overall. I'm going with LeBron. He was a outstanding Uh, uh, high school football player. Tight end. You could put him on defense. He could basically do Anything on the field, so easily he's the number one pick for me. In addition, he's my boss, and so I have to suck up to him. So yeah. all the stars align for my first overall pick, LeBron James.
1: All right, I, I seen that one coming. Hawk, you're on the clock. All right, this is in. Well, actually, am I allowed to pick CJ McCollum? Is that illegal? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Just make sure we're clear there. All right. So now we're going to change. The big <laughs> board has changed. <laughs> I'm going to
3: swear I wouldn't pick me second if I was. <laughs> <there>. <laughs>
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with speed. I need explosion. I need speed. I need some aggression. Um, I feel like he can play a lot of positions. I'm going with Russell Westbrook with my first overall pick. pick.
3: That was a good mm. pick. Thank Very you. Very good pick. Thank you. Thank you. I was literally just scrolling through teams, and I thought, he's probably good in football. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a football <laughs> player playing basketball, to be quite honest.
4: CJ, you're on the clock. It's snake, so you get the next two picks.
1: Is it snake? Oh, yeah, we gotta do snake. Yeah. Okay, all right. I wish I would have known that. I would have made myself the third overall pick. But okay, <laughs> we'll allow it. With the third pick
3: in the two thousand nineteen Tomahawk draft, The Easy McCullumers. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Griffin. Dang, that was my that was next Oklahoma. to my big board. Oh Dang. man, that's a good one. All right, you're back to back. Back to back. All right. Clock has started. Let me go back and look at the Western
1: Conference. Oh, man. He's putting a lot of thought into this. You
3: think Draymond would be a good DN?
1: I've seen Draymond play football. Mm. He was off my big board. I've seen Draymond's <laughs> Michigan State spring game footage, and we took him off the big board before the draft. Oh, man. That is hilarious. I'm going to go with John Wall. John Wall. Mm. I like it. Okay. So you got your you got your big guy. You got your fast guy,
3: All right? And now you got a speedster who could be a running back if you wanted to. It could be a receiver. It could be a DB. All right, I like Athleticism it. Athleticism off the charts.
1: Okay, yeah, I think the ba- I think the the, the 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 central theme here is you got to go with athlete and then some size to you, which brings me to my pick. Team me up, John Hawk. You're on the clock. All right, we don't need much time here because we know where we're going with the uh, the Andrew Hawks are going with DeAndre Jordan. Good pick. Big guy. I'm trying to think of all the guys that remind me of football players, and DeAndre is one of those guys, super athletic, a little bit on the backside of his career as far as athletic ability goes. Um, Doesn't quite fly like he used to, but that's when Joe Thomas played his best, when he wasn't that Mm. good. So perfect. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that.
0: All right. Team me up because I got the last two picks here, and then I'll let these chumps finish it off.
4: With the second and third picks for Team Thomas. Joe Thomas is on the clock.
0: The Joe Thomases will select Kawhi Leonard because he's very quiet. He's a little bit of an assassin. He plays good defense. I feel like he could go all over the field, and he would pair very well with LeBron because LeBron could be kind of like the vocal leader. Kawhi could be like that quiet hitman, kind of like Miles Garrett played against the Jets when he was injuring people legally and illegally all over the field on Monday Night Football. With my next pick, I'm going with a guy who can distribute the ball. Who's got one of the quicker first steps in the game, present company excluded. Okay. And that is Kyrie Irving. I knew you were he's going there. quick. Ooh, he's fast. He's got a little bit of size. So, he, but he can also distribute the football. He could play quarterback. He could play potentially skilled player receiver. He could play safety. He's very versatile. He's got whatever you'd like in, uh, I'd say half of the football positions out there. So Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. I'm feeling good about my team
1: right now. I don't know if I, how I feel about Kyrie on a football field. He doesn't strike me as a football. He seems strictly B-ball. Like you gotta, mm. I, I don't know. I just I, can I, we can we get a ruling commissioner? Are are we allowed to talk about other people's picks or
0: do we have to pick? Or the time has <laughs> <is> expired? Please, <laughs> trash talk is always welcome on
4: the Tomahawk All right, draft. Team me up, John. I'm ready with the third pick for Team
1: Hawk. Andrew Hawkins on the clock. I went back and forth with my my last pick. Uh, I wanted to go fat Kevin Love um, because I needed that. I needed more size. (laughs) But since that's not available, for my final pick, I'm going with. Hold on. He doesn't Uh,
0: even know he wants to pick.
1: I know. Automatically give up your pick. No. Okay. I got it. I just changed my mind last minute. I'm not going to tell you who I was going to go with, but I'm going with Kyle Lowry. Kyle's got a little girth to him. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Hello, all
0: you
1: want to talk about is how fat guys are that, that you're fat shaming on the no, podcast I'm not fat it, in it 2019 is a, if anybody knows that size is a benefit as a player it's you who just lost 70 pounds when he got done and was just keeping it on <laughs> to literally just stay in the nfl cow is he, he's he's a little bigger he's tough not the fastest guy but again i need tough guys that's just how the hawks are built so here we are my three team, my three person team is complete.
4: CJ, you're on the clock. Last pick.
3: No need to waste any more time. Mm-hmm. Some people know who they are. Mm. Some people don't. In this moment, I'm taking the freak. He's Greek, uh, and he refers to himself oh. as the freak. Yeah, oh. and it was a sleeper pick because I thought one of you was going to steal him from me, but I'm glad I was able to capitalize. You're talking about a guy who's fast, who's athletic, mm-hmm. can put him on defense, yep. you can put him on offense. He, he could be a guard, a tackle. He could be an outside linebacker. He could be a DN. You talk about pat-downs at the line. We have all mm-hmm. that and more and jump balls in the
1: end zone. I, I, I like it. I, I'm I'm a, I'm against anybody over 6'9", I don't think can play football. That's just my thing. I'm not. You I'm
0: drafted not. DeAndre
1: Jordan. Well, I mean, as a, as a skill guy. Thank you. Dynamite drop in by the way. <laughs> there. All right. As a skill guy? No. All right. I'm contradicting <laughs> myself. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna let the fans vote who has the best NBA, NFL, basketball, football player Tomahawk draft of 2019. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I feel good about my picks, Joe. What do, what do you? What are your thoughts process right now? How are you feeling?
0: I think that Hawk, you're clearly the worst. Uh CJ <laughs> you're right in the middle you're a C student here at the Tomahawk draft and me okay. I think I'm an A plus I got the top 3 guys on my big board which is exactly what everyone always says after the draft we got exactly the guys we want and none of the guys we didn't want I think Super Bowl is in my very very near future
1: I watched the food that built America, which was a very interesting docu series done by the History I can't Channel, wait to watch that. and in that they talk about basically the candy bar industry and how it was built by Milton Hershey, who had an idea to sell milk chocolate in America, and he mm. found some place that he's like, I want to build a whole town around it, Hershey, Pennsylvania, mm. and his competitor, he was actually supplying with chocolate, was the Mars family, who developed Three Musketeers, Snickers, Milky Ways, and he actually was giving the chocolate to his number one competitor. In that, Mar's son, and this is, I'm getting to my favorite candy bar in about 30 seconds. Mar's son was mad that it was actually his dad's company and he wouldn't give him 30% of the company that he was like, I'm going to make my own way and do my own thing. At Hershey, the guy who was running the company thought that once Milton Hershey retired, he would become the CEO. Milton Hershey made someone else the CEO when he retired. So you have two disgruntled employees from opposite ends both whose last name I think started with M, they came together and said, let's make our own candy bar, and they called it the M&M. M&M is my favorite candy bar, and that is a true story of how M&Ms were developed. How wild is that?
4: That's a great story, but M&Ms aren't candy bars.
0: That
1: is a candy bar.
0: What? M&Ms aren't a candy candy bar? bar. It's a snack. It'd be like saying goldfish is my favorite candy bar. (laughs) I mean, it's candy, but it's not a bar.
1: That's stupid. <laughs> that, is the, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. M&M is a candy so bar. So if you
0: had to pick a candy bar and answer the damn question, what would be your favorite candy bar?
1: M&M is a candy bar. That is not All in right. the candy bar
4: category. All right. It's not a bar. It's a like a little piece, like a Reese's piece or a
0: Skittle. Are
4: you that would be serious right now? Candy
0: it? item. We're looking for a candy bar. <laughs> Sorry, Hawk. Wrong answer. We're looking for a candy bar. Tomahawk well, I'm going to take fans. this one since you refuse to a- answer the question. I answered. It. My favorite candy bar is a Snickers because they're delicious and they have caramel, and I love them. But
1: I don't eat them very much. Okay, so M Ms aren't a candy bar, is what you're telling me. I, I think uh, I think a lot of our listeners would disagree. Hit us up on social media at Tomahawk Show. Let Put it us on know a Twitter poll if M Ms is a candy bar.
4: Last question on the pick six. Do you consider candy corns, candy canes, and peeps, candy bars?
1: Yeah. A candy cane is a candy bar. <laughs> candy corn is not unless it comes in a candy bar package. Um, What else? What were the other ones? Peeps. Peeps. Yeah, it's a soft candy bar. <laughs> I'll allow it. Especially if you go with the long peeps. I don't even know if they make long peeps, but
4: soft candy bar i've never heard i mean of no okay
1: <laughs> honest honest answer candy cane is not a candy bar right you guys would agree there but that that also hurts the argument of m&m's not being a candy bar because you're saying it can't be a candy bar because it's literally not a bar well a candy cane is literally a candy bar is a cane a bar Is a crowbar a cane? (laughs) Is it not shaped like a candy bar? Have you not seen a crowbar before? What are we talking about?
0: As poor as your answers have been on this argument for the entire season, that is your strongest argument I've heard yet. That a Thank crowbar you. is also close to a candy bar, which is close to a candy cane.
1: Yes. I mean, I rest my so if a crowbar cane, was made
0: out of chocolate. Right. This is, this is a real question. If you got a chocolate crowbar in your Easter basket, would it be considered a bar or a cane?
1: Yeah. Is a cane, is that even a category? Then why don't they call it a crocane? Because is it not the same shape as a, <laughs> as a candy cane? If you have any crocane, I would
0: love it. Because then I could party at your All right, party for to three days Show. and then not get tired. Official,
1: pop, official podcast of crocane.
4: <laughs> Joe Thomas three days ago tweeted controversy has erupted in the Thursday Night Football Green Room.
0: Is chili soup at Tomahawk Show ad hoc? Joe, explain yourself. So the great Steve Smith, the great football player and analyst for the NFL Network, was enjoying a chicken noodle soup in the green room underneath Cleveland Browns Stadium, First Energy Stadium, Cleveland Browns Field, or whatever they call it. And we started talking about soups. And one of the producers, Chris Wurtz, the great Chris Wurtz, said he has only tried soup once in his life and it was horrible and he regretted it instantly and it was like the funniest little story and so we started talking about chili and all of a sudden i talked about my love of chili i like white chili i like regular chili i like uh, a black chili that my mom used to make that's fantastic very like peppery and spicy it's wonderful i love chili because it's beef which everybody loves ground beef and it's all sorts of stuff you can put in it i am in raw onions shredded cheese, sour cream, jalapenos, and some oyster cracker guy. Like load up my chili and I'm a happy (laughs) person. I'll even go, doesn't Cincinnati put noodles in their chili? I love noodles in my chili. I love everything. Skyline Chili. Skyline. And so then we started arguing over, is chili soup? And I think chili is soup, but people are saying chili is chili. It's in its own category. And I still believe that if it's served in a bowl and it's liquidy with stuff in it, it is considered a soup.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I feel like that's a bad take. That's a. That's
0: you can't a, just say no and then back it up with nothing. That is the first thing you learn in the school of media: is you give me a take and then tell me
1: why. Because a soup is a soup. It's soupy. What Chili makes is, it soupy? What makes it a soup? The broth? I don't know. Like, well, there's broth. The in fact Chile. that most Chile. of the contents is liquid. Yeah, that's what chili is. It's no, liquid. you strain the, the liquid out of chili. It's no, not. you that's, don't. That's Otherwise a, you'd serve it on a plate. That's more of a sauce than it is a soup or a broth.
4: I think I'm with Joe on this one. If you serve it in a bowl oh because it's liquid-based, I think it's yes. a soup. I have a very liberal definition. I would also Thank say you. beef stew. Is it's it's like cereal a soup?
1: A soup? Is corn flakes and milk a soup? <laughs> I knew John? you were going to bring up cereal. It's I cereal. Cereal's it's breakfast
0: cereal
4: breakfast
1: soup breakfast
0: soup
4: yep, Bre- I like that
0: John I'm soup. with you cereal is breakfast soup because soup makes okay soup is served in a bowl because of its liquid contents and it's served hot mm. cereal what about not. gazpacho gazpacho is a soup cold soup so is hot oatmeal oatmeal is
1: soup <laughs> cream of wheat is soup yep it's soup this is ridiculous I'm with you Joe chili is soup you guys are idiots all right, so we're going to get off the college uh subject for a little bit. Let's go over to the NFL. Your boy Dak is trying to get lined up for a big contract, man. Like uh tell me a little bit about I mean, you've negotiated with Jerry before. Do you think Dak should get paid and 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 how quickly do you think the Cowboys are going to open up that checkbook for him?
2: Man, I tell you this, man. I uh, I think Dak should get paid. I think is I think there's no question. You just got to look at everything he's done. Like just me being in that locker room with him, you know, coming in, you know, he is an outstanding leader. I think that's just something that that was born inside of me. You know, I'm not just doing this talkity talk talk stuff. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that and the way that you know, the way that he correlates with the guys, I think that means way more than a pass on a football field. Right. You know, you know, some quarterbacks have it and some quarterbacks don't have it. And he has it. Yeah. He's going out here doing way better than people giving him and, you know, just shutting up everybody each and every week. You know, I think he's putting the Cowboys in a tough situation. You know, why not go ahead and pay him now? Because if they wait to the end of the year, I think, you know, they'll find themselves in a, in a deep hole of trouble, you know, um, signing back, trying to sign Dak to a reasonable contract. Right. I, you know, I don't, It won't be nothing friendly, i tell you that. Jerry Jones recently got in
0: a little bit of hot water talking about how he negotiates directly with players. And the negotiations with Zeke actually got a little bit contentious before he got him into camp. You you signed a $70 million contract in 2015 with the Cowboys. What was your experience negotiating with the Cowboys and with Jerry Jones directly?
2: Man, I'm going to be honest. Uh, It was, I had no clue you know, what was going on, you know, and I went with that gut. And I think that was the first time ever in my whole entire life, you know, telling Jerry, no, I can't do something. Like, no, I can't sign that contract because I felt it in my gut that it wasn't right.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: And um, that was my cue to fire everybody around me because I felt like I was doing a job I shouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm you know, RIP to, so, you know, Eugene Parker, you know, I love him. I love him to death. I do, you know, because I felt like, you know, that's why I got my first opportunity was, you know, was, was with him. But as I grew, you know, I found myself in a situation that, you know, I was doing a majority of the talking. And, you know, situations didn't seem right to me between my agent and Mr. Jones to the point to where I thought, man, they kind of potentially kind of working together I I didn't like that. I was already bothered that he made me plot my whole entire contract. <laughs> so that's another story, but <laughs> well, yeah, le- you know, but um yeah, I just felt like, you know, um why not switch it up and I did that and it worked out for me.
1: Well luckily we're all the podcasts for player stories. And it's funny because you talked about that and, and me and you spent some time recently, um, and it's been on the on Twitter and you talked about it on Twitter about uh Negotiating with Jerry Jones. Can you tell that story about like what your lie was? Because it really was. I mean, this is top notch. So I, I'm like, yo, if you can for our listeners, tell them the story oh, yeah. about Jerry Jones negotiating with you.
2: Yeah, you know, um, me and Jay was at one of those top suites at the stadium. Uh huh. Um, the far, far left of the end zone, and um, you know, I remember, um, you know, Mr. Jones negotiating with me. I'm gonna be honest, you know, half of the stuff that he was telling me. It did not make any sense to me, you know, because that's, that's not what I do. Like, what are you From talking about? Like, what you were speaking, I was like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then, um, out of nowhere, it, you know, I just asked him a question. I was like, hey, um, you see that field down there? Mr. Jones, do you think you can cover me? You think you can cover me, you know, on that field? Uh uh-huh. And he was like, no, nah, uh, you know, you will kill me. <laughs> then I was like, well, what makes you think that I can sit here and negotiate a contract with me? <laughs> I mean, with you. You know, because, you know, you'll, you'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. What did he say to that? He didn't say anything to it. You know, you know, what can you say? You know, yeah. and um, the conversation had wrapped up shortly. Well, you know, um, no, nah, I ain't going to get it. I'm not going to get into that. just the conversation, <laughs> you know, it's, sh- it's shorting up, you know, right after that and, you know, I remember telling him when I walked out. Um, it was my last year. I was planning on my last year of my deal. And I was like, you know, um, I know it was a potential chance of getting no, I was talking to my mom and and my brothers. And they knew it was a chance of me getting injured or something. And I was like, I just take my chances. Mm. You know, because I wasn't going to accept no, you know, BS contract. Right. You know, especially when. You know, nobody is scoring touchdowns the way I was scoring touchdowns around that time. You know, and Mm. I just wanted, you know, I I I, I wanted, you know, what I thought I deserved.
1: So what excites you now? Now you're doing Fox Sports, which is awesome. Yeah, Fox Sports, which is awesome. I'm an analyst, uh, which is pretty crazy. You have some pretty, we do a catchphrase game on the Tomahawk Show where we pick a catchphrase every week. And me and Joe, me and Joe are both with the NFL Network, we have to incorporate that into our national media appearances. So the first one was get your money's worth. The second one was can't measure that with an abacus. And the third one was leave him in the laundry mat. You had a pretty good catchphrase on Fox, which was he's gonna get that
6: nut. Yes. Where did that come from? You know, he's gonna get that nut. Um, You know, they told me about five minutes before that, Aaron Andrews is gonna kick it to me after a show with Julian. So she's gonna ask me about Julian. And I'm mean, in So I was like, all right, I got to just get something to say about Julian. Uh, the squirrel. The squirrel. So he always calls himself the squirrel, yep. which he is. It, it's actually a really great resemblance. <laughs> uh, he came up with it, and he always had, makes T-shirts and stuff, calls himself the squirrel. And then, n- no lie, and then at the same time, I thought of another idea. Back in the day, my friends started a company called College Mansion. They made T-shirts. Uh, it was my it was my oldest brother friend gord uh he started the, his friend started the company and one of his t-shirts was even a blind squirrel always gets a nut yeah. so then i was like man so julian's a squirrel then i remembered that my brother wears this t-shirt all the time <laughs> even a blind squirrel can get a nut and it's my oldest brother gord wearing it of course it was great a great <laughs> shirt and i just was like wow if he's a squirrel, I'm gonna say he always gets a nut. It's like getting the football. It's like getting the first down. It's like getting a like touchdown, that. and that's how I compared it. And it just worked out super well, and, you know.
1: It was awesome, it man. Was perfect. By far the best catchphrase I've yeah. ever heard. Thank you, on, man. Thank football. you. So yeah, we're gonna adopt a that here. A football. In the top wow. Top. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> a football. You heard that?
1: <laughs> All My right, friend so Goon
6: wants you. to get a nut. He never does.
1: Joe, have you ever <laughs> got a, pr- a prank <laughs> put on you? What's the best prank ever put on you, Joe?
5: Boy, in college we used to hit each other with the uh, the saran wrap over the toilet. That was a good one. But yeah. uh, one that we did to my buddy, which was really fun, and uh, we got to enjoy it the entire semester. Is as everybody knows, when you're in college, you don't have a lot of money, and so you kind of scrape by with what you have. And he was the backup punter on the team. He was a walk on kid, and so what he did is he went to Costco at the beginning of the semester and he bought like a, a flat of a hundred soup cans, all different varieties. And it has the paper label on it, you know. And so he put in one whole cabinet all these soup cans. And that's what he was going to eat the whole semester, you know, to be able to make ends meet. Uh, he was an out-of-town kid, so he was paying out-of-town tuition. So he didn't have money for food, and so we went in there one day, and we ripped all the labels off of every single one of those soup cans. So then the rest of the semester, every time he was going in there and he was looking for some chicken noodle soup, he didn't Man. know if he was getting chili. He didn't know if he was getting uh, pot roast, vegetable soup. It was just a nice little uh, smorgasbord, and it was it was subtle, but it was enough that we got a reoccurring laugh out of it. And uh, he by the end of the semester, wasn't really happy with us.
1: The nerdiest <laughs> Wisconsin prank I've ever heard in my life. Left go. <laughs> definitely nerdy, but uh, we definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, man, you got to love I it. was
5: like, I was like, bro, that's the most Joe Thomas story ever. <laughs> it was effective. It was effective, but at the same time, like I'm imagining opening up wanting chicken noodle soup and getting like canned fruit, and that is funny. <laughs> yeah. but
3: the way Joe told it was, yeah.
1: And then you can't <laughs> you can't reopen others because then that hurts the whole. Monetary efficiency thing. All right, no, you're, so you're done. Here, here's my right. my best prank. We're well, not even a best prank. It's more of a, a phase. When I was with the Bengals, you know, probably in 2012ish, me and AJ Green got into this prank phase, and it started off Ooh. we were pranking other people, and then it started just him picking on me. And in like in like a two week span, he taped my locker shut. So like I got in there, and there was tape covering my entire locker. Like he had to spend like 30 minutes doing it. And then I went out to my car and he Saran wrapped my entire car shut. So like underneath oh. underneath and wrapped around the car multiple times where you couldn't even see my vehicle anymore. And I couldn't get to my doors. It took me forever to get that off. And then it ended because in a <laughs> game that weekend, he hid my helmet on third down and I missed the third down oh. play. We did convert and <laughs> it. And that's oh, when it damn. got out of hand. And there was like an intervention like, hey, OK, you guys are going too far. And it's starting to affect the team. So that was me and AJ Green's pranking phase, man.
0: I'm having a great day. It's been a great week. I buried my skid loader at the farm, like you bad buried bad. What? Like okay, a
1: skid loader. You know, like a bobcat. I have no idea. It's, uh, well, can I just okay. say real quick? I would imagine there's a lot of combinations of words I've never heard together. Right? Okay. I'm 33 years old. Skid and loader. That. You've never. I've heard never, two never heard those two words married together. Back-to-back back in, in an English sentence Excellent. ever. huh guess Perfect.
4: what a skid loader is before Joe tells us. A skid oh, loader.
1: Great. This I, well, is a fun game. Man, I, I don't know I don't know if there's other kids listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, and if so, they're probably a skid loader themselves. I would say my four-year-old daughter is a skid loader because she doesn't wipe good at all. Um, that is a great take. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Why don't you, you tell me exactly what a skid loader is? Best take of the week so far.
0: Uh, That was even better than your Miles Garrett take. Uh, So a skid loader is a piece of heavy equipment. Uh, A lot of farmers, a lot of uh, construction people, they use them. It's got like the big bucket on front. You know, it's used for scooping up piles of gravel and dirt Uh and machine. But you can also put a bunch of different attachments on the front so anyways i was uh fixing up a road that had washed out with all the rain we've been getting in the midwest uh td i think you should drink every time we talk weather so anyways (laughs) td's a producer that hates when we talk weather um so i was fixing the road the other day and i hit like basically quicksand just this whole And it just sucked in half the machine. I mean, it was completely buried up to the tread on one side, which is like four feet high. And so I had to have my buddy, shout out to Dave Rowe Excavating in Wisconsin, uh, bring over his uh, excavator and Mm -hmm. a bunch of chain, and helped me pull it out this morning. And I got to uh, open up a couple bales of hay and feed my cows. They were excited to see me. And they're like dogs at this point, Hawk, where as soon as I pull up my truck and I get out, they, like, run right over to the fence. And they're like, (laughs) scratch my head and give me some food, or I'm going to run you over. (laughs) At what point do we turn them into tomahawk steaks? Oh, so I think when they're about two, but I'm going to keep my cows because they're girls. They're producing a nice uh, lottery check. Okay. Every year when they have a calf, okay. Um, but the bull calves will castrate them and will raise them as steers till they're eh, about two years old, and then they'll they'll be turned into delicious tomahawk steaks. That's a tough life, so, right?
1: The person you love to see, the person that's been feeding your whole life, at the end, he's gonna eat you for dinner. That's a <laughs> gotta love. I, I gotta hope that's America, America I can, baby.
0: I can end my
1: life. Yeah, I hope
0: somebody can use my body <laughs> when I'm done and not just bury me in the ground and let me rot. Yeah, but. I like it. All right, guys. That's a wrap on some of our favorite moments from 2019.
1: We'll be back Sunday for our video show, but before we get out of here, let's hear one of our favorite Joe Hawk sales from the one and only Pat McAfee. Hey, listen.
2: What I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to go inside, I'm going to need you to lock the door, I'm going to need you to put all the blind stuff, okay, maybe light a couple candles, maybe put in a DVD of a campfire movie up on the television screen, light some incense, sit down on the couch, uh, go ahead and maybe peek over at the mirror, look back at the TV campfire and uh, Joe Hawk yourself.